This album is dedicated to all brothers and sisters. My men and my women. And hey, yo, it's time. Put our hands together for Hip hop, hip hop. Cause who I'm talking about, y'all, is hip hop. The stories of hip hop, of rap music, are the stories of a million MCs who, inside of them, the words are coming, the words they need to make sense of the world around them. The words are witty and blunt, abstract and linear, sober and fucked up. And when we decode that torrent of words, by which I mean really listen to them with our minds and our hearts open, we can understand their world better, and ours too. It's the same world. This is Rhymes and Reasons. All righty. Well, my name is Yolanda. You spell that Y-O land like the land that we live on at an A at the end. My last name is Zapata, like the revolutionary. And the revolution does continue. That's what I am. That's what I'm about. I'm a hip-hop artist slash MC. Um, I'm also one of 365 international women changing hip-hop. I'm in a local hip-hop group called The Public Offenders, which is an acronym for Poverty United, Building Love in Inner Cities. Our future for every nation does affect reality situations. P.O. I'm from Austin, Texas. I grew up with my grandparents. They're like a mother and father to me. So that was in a little town called Lockhart, known for, you know, good barbecue. It's not too far from Austin, you know. It's about a 30, 40-minute drive. R. Kelly featuring Nas, did you ever think that track to me is something that I will never forget. It was the best of both worlds before the album even came to be. It was just a whole new sound for the hip hop and R&B community. It molded R. Kelly's career as a whole and it let him stand out as a standalone artist and it let people know that Nas too, this Illmatic cat, he can get on the track with this R&B crooner and they can make something hit so well. And that song, you know, in general, did you ever think that you would be this rich? Did you ever think that you would have these hits? Like to me, that is what the hip-hop dream and that hip-hop life what they like to say what it's about but I believe you can also be rich in soul and that song to me it just rocked On R. Kelly's album, The R, when he came out with that song, all of that he incorporated that new Trey song sound that people are loving, and it was done back then. And as a kid, 
I can just remember everyone, young and old, playing this album. And this was that standout track. I mean, he had a track on there with Jay-Z too, but that didn't get play. You know, he got the video and stuff going with Nas. And I mean, just the color collaboration. They had the, the fish lens. Like, it was just magical. And, and I loved it. And those two cats are still in the industry today and they're still making lasting impressions and they're still making great albums and they're still writing great music. I think that just triggered something in me to let me know, man, these cats got it and I need to I need to follow them in their career. And it has led me to, I believe, be a great hip hop artist and be able to incorporate that R&B, R. Kelly sound with that lyrical, Illmatic Nas style. Poverty like Robert and me. Did you ever think you'll be dancing and bobbing with me? Did you ever think you'll push a Ferrari blasting ICD with five TVs and DVDs? Come on, ride with me. Hey, dance, you fly like me. Honey, you heard about the style I got. We from the wildest blocks where police make arrests, carry heats, wear vests. We ghetto. Never thought we'd ever reach this level. My people behind metal. The streets could have had us, but now we live lavish. Our freaks be the baddest. Did you ever think, you know, I never thought that I would be in the place that I'm in today? I grew up, I had a lot, a lot of hardships, and I never thought that I'd be able to speak about the things that I've been through, whether it's growing up in a shelter, due to things happening to me, being molested as a child, all of these things. I grew up, and I never thought that I would be in a place to speak to other young women and other young men and adults and throughout the hip-hop community and throughout the world and just let them know you're not alone. You know, like R. Kelly said, I used to dream about this. It's like every day I dream about this still. Even doing this now, I'm dreaming about it. I'm having that picture in my head. And that's why that song to me will always stick out for me in my mind. Bust them out, my maze change the sheets on the mattress. It's deep because I never thought I'd reach the status. Walk around it, grown women stop and look. They recognize me, no longer how they pocket books. Hate me now, I ain't gonna stop you stuck. The remix is all Kelly, please rock the hook. Come on. Oh, 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 don't get me started. Nas, right now, is the greatest rapper living and breathing. And if somebody has a problem with it, I personally have a problem with them. <laughs> I feel like the contribution that Nas has brought to the game is untouchable by any other artist. I mean, like I said, it it showed cats that he could do more than just be this hardcore Illmatic cat and you having pictures of just the slums of, of New York and you were there in Queens with him. I mean, it gave you more than that. And and when you hear him spit, he's telling you, you know what I'm saying? Can you can you picture this? And if you're a, a MC or, or a rapper or a singer, R&B, pop, whatever, if you can't paint a picture for me, I'm not really feeling you. That's why I love Nasir Jones. Most definitely. Track masters. Did you ever think that you would be this rich? 
The first time I ever heard R. Kelly and Nas, did you ever think I was in Mississippi with my friend Ashley and her cousin started playing it on the radio, like on his like boombox. And I was just like, yo, like, and I was like, what is this? We just all were there at the table because back then it was just like a homely feel like you would always be like either outside or in the house. And when he came in, you know, this was the cool cousin that always had the fresh gear. And it was like, yo, if he's playing this, like this has to be what's hot. And even just from him playing it, I knew it was hot off top. And they knew I already liked everything that R. Kelly did, even from Girl, You Got That Vibe. And it was just like, I'll never forget that day. It was out the placemats. They were cream and brown. And it was a fruit colored tablecloth underneath it. And we were all just sitting there. I was sitting the furthest away from the window. And I would just never forget that day. And then he played it again when we were riding in the car back home from Mississippi to Texas. They were visiting family there. And it was just a moment that changed my life. And from then on, I became even more of an R. Kelly head. And they knew that and they started seeing how much more serious I would sing every now and again. But that point, it just took me to a whole nother level because I saw the possibilities. Okay, so um, let's start with this. What's, what's your name? Cutie. Uh, where are you going? Who are you going with? It's me, Ali Chinese. I'm just on a quest. Chilling. Just chilling, right? Yeah, don't feel destination. No. Describe the wallet to me. Well, it's a wallet. It's a wallet that I love. I gotta get it, man. You gotta help me, man. I gotta get it, man. Word. I grew up with my grandparents from about one to five until I was able, well, about one to four until it was time, you know, to go to school. They had a few chickens in the back, a rabbit. My grandfather is blind and he's a blind musician and his name is Domingo Zapata and he is pretty much like my dad. My dad was never there, so my grandparents kind of took me in and kind of showed me a little bit of what it's like to be in that two-parent household just for that little bit. I would be up at the cantinas with my grandpa and I would be there with my plastic guitar because although he was blind, <laughs> he didn't let that limit his ability to play his guitar as well as his harmonica and the accordion. And you know, his two brothers were blind as well and they played too. So he eventually got like all of my uncles involved into like his own band, Domingo Zapata y La Conjunto. And so what they do is they would go and they would play like almost every other night. And my grandma would be there with me and I'd rock it out on the dance floor a little bit with my little plastic guitar. And then once I pooped myself out, I was there like crunched up on two chairs or I was there like on the stage just like, oh man, like 
just taking everything in and he was going up there every night as a blind man traveling and my grandma was there to support him her and, and all her kids yo it was a brown wallet had props numbers had my jimmy hats i gotta get it man I went and moved back with my mom when I was around four. That's when she met that evil man. And that man is the man that winded up violating me and making me a victim early on in life, making me a statistic, making me a number before I could even become me or even realize who I wanted to be. And so I went back with my grandparents for a little bit after that until they got some stuff straight. And I was moved into a shelter with my, my mom and my little brother. And I grew up in a shelter, which ironically, as I got older, I went back to work at. And one of the ladies there, I love her, she remembers me from when I was a kid living there. And sometimes, even at the places that you know, you're supposed to be protected at, sometimes bad things happen there too. And so we finally were able to move out of there and get a little rinky-dink apartment, sofa from the dumpster, <laughs> welted up entertainment center, small little, like, what, 10, 12-inch TV? I don't even think they make those anymore. <laughs> it was just like this little thing on top of this big welted up, like, you could tell it was left out in the rain for a while, but we had a home. We shared one bed between me, my mom, and my little brother, one pillow. We'd have to switch nights, and then my stepdad came into my life. Hey yo, queens get the money, niggas still screaming paper chasing. But presidential candidates is planning wars with other nations over stake with masons. Pregnant teens get birth to intelligent gangsters, they daddy's faceless. Play this, buy your stomach, let my words massage it and rub it. I'll be his daddy if there's nobody there to love it. Tell him his name, Nasir, tell him how he got here. Mama was just having fun with someone above her years. Niggas is still hating, talking that Nas done fell off with rhyming. He rather floss with diamonds, they pray please God, let him spit that. That Uzi and the army lining That shorty do I rolling Oops in the park reclining Take 27 MCs Put them in a line And they out of alignment My assignment Since he said retirement Hiding behind a mile in the chronic Get rich but dies rhyming This is high science Now add 23 more For queens to be more I'm over their heads Like a bulimic on a seesaw Now that's 50 porch monkeys Ate up at the same time Nasty Nasdaq Y'all gon' bow homes This Dow Jones 80 cal chrome Need a time alone The zone The Mac left his iPhone and it's nine at home. My queen used a milkshake to bring y'all to my slaughterhouses. I do this for the group home kids and boarding houses. He wasn't this the that nigga shit that's on the album. First. For them niggas inside the chalk line and for the Didn't really know how to bring handle kids in the beginning. He was coming Hip-hop into a relationship with life. a mother Back with two kids, and not only that, but her younger son is blind. Image, and then we have me, a victim of what I went through. And it's just like you he's taking on a heavy load, and I love him for that. He's my dad, and you don't know how I thank him for that. A lot of men, they won't take in, you know, a single woman would And I just want to thank him for doing that, because he helps me with my daughter now. But, yeah, it took a lot of growing pains. 
I remember when I used to scribble, I hate him. And it's like, I can't believe that I did that. But as a kid, you know, you don't understand because all you know is your mother and music. But you can't take my mom away. That's all I got. My dad's already not here. And then the one father figure that I, I had violated me. So it's just like a lot of, of growing and acceptance. And I'm glad that I went through what I went through because I'm a survivor now. Like I said, statistically, it threw me off. It threw me into a lot of avenues that I didn't want to drive down or see. But unfortunately, in life, sometimes you make the wrong turn. So, I mean, my stepdad pretty much has been in my life since I was eight years old. And I am 26. I just turned 26 back in April. Since I met ya, I could beat depression It's like your man don't understand All he does is stress ya I can see a state of misery From the introduction Ain't by no sucking to touch it This harmless discussion Maybe we can see a better way Find a brighter day Late night phone conversations Would that be okay? I don't wanna take up all your time Be the next in line Tell me your size Let me find you things with you in mind I can see you cautious And I'm careful not to scare you the anticipation of love making got you shaking when I'm standing near you. Moves of precision will prepare you in case you get scared. Cause that's the man in the mirror. Now the picture's getting clearer. All he does is hit you hard. I tell you to leave him. And you tell me keep my faith in God. I don't understand. I just wanna bring you home. I wonder should I leave you alone to find a woman of my own? All the homies tell me that you don't deserve it. I contemplate. Put in my heart, I know you worth it. Tell me, can you get away? The song, So Much Pressure, by Tupac Shakur, it was off of the album, Me Against the World. That album, I do believe it's like in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or, or something like that. It That album was the best thing that ever happened to me. When I heard that particular track, So Much Pressure, I didn't really understand it then as a young child but I was able to recite everything and I never really got it until I got older and everything that I saw, I was an adolescent when I saw it. As I became older and I became a victim of domestic violence with the father of my child, that song itself was everything to me. I felt like Pac was there every time asking me, can you get away? And that's all I really needed was a get away. I just needed to get away because there's so much pressure in the air. I had at that time, multiple like suicide attempts. I had lost a lot of friends in high school and that's what I needed to get away. Can you get away? Let's go, man. Get up out of there. Can you get away? Do you love him? Do you love that man? Pac, the greatest artist ever. If if he, he was living, he'd be number one, and Nas be number two. But he can't. He's resting in peace. He ain't got to deal with 
this these earthly things are being crucified by anybody anymore he is why I do what I do for the community he is the person that has been sparking all of these brains like he said he was our prophet he was another black messiah like the FBI labeled Martin Luther King that's who Tupac was for us messiah he was a messenger like a lot of hip-hop artists today and that's who Nas reminds me a lot of he was able to grow up with a lot of different influences that gave him that sound and he has molded my life as an artist he got me into poetry movies he he opened that door for for showing what if you really have the talent and the passion for it a lot of people out here are just doing things to make money Tupac is the only man I've seen on videotape opening his door to a bunch of, of bums, letting them in, sleeping in his house, man. They can walk out with anything or they could go back to the streets and tell their boys where they can hit a lick. Like, this is the only man I've seen do that. And, you know, you want to be generous just one time out of the year during Thanksgiving. Like, you need to be generous every day. And that's what he taught me. That's why a lot of the shows and, and the things I do are at Rutgers University or at John Jay College Institute for Criminal Justice. Like, hip-hop is that tool, and Tupac taught me that. He, he said you have the power when you're there on stage. You can make anybody do what you tell them. You have to lead them the right way. Could it be my destiny to be lonely and checking for these hoochies that be on me because they phony? Would you was different? I got no need to be suspicious because I can tell my life with you will be delicious. The way you lick your lips and shake your hips got me addicted I'm sitting here hoping that we can find some way to kick it Even though I got your digits, gotta struggle to resist it Slowly advance when it's my chance not to miss it Keep blowing kisses when he ain't looking at your heart I was at the time I was in, in high school when I met the father of my child And he was very violent towards me and he would hit me for anything. That's the gist of being in a domestic violence relationship. I had a few things when I was homeless. My mother kicked me out. And I had a few things, and that was one of the things I had, was that Me Against the World CD. Because that's what it felt like. I'm sitting on a curve at a 7-Eleven, and the only person that was there was this violent man. And I felt like that's the only thing that I had at that time. My daughter wasn't born yet. And I stayed with him and I would get abused almost every other night. I wear my hair like Aaliyah. People already said I, I reminded them like Aaliyah, uh, of Aaliyah and I look like Aaliyah. So I would wear my hair like hers to cover up my black eyes. And just listening to the song, I would have that song on repeat. I didn't want to hear, what more can I say? I wouldn't be here today. I didn't want to hear none of that. The only thing that mattered to me was for me to get away. And every time, and it was just so sad, but every time that song came on, I would just cry my eyes out because that's 
all I wanted, all I wanted, all I wanted, all I wanted was to get away. And just the story that he told that time, I was getting to know the group that I'm in now, the public offenders, and they were trying to help me get out of a situation that I didn't even know was happening and I was denying that it was happening and everything that Pac said in that song in in that song it happened no matter what they tried to do or say or make happen I would not leave when he ain't looking now your heart's took it my only wish is that you change your mind and even shook wanna take you there but you're scared to follow come see tomorrow hoping I can take you through the pain and sorrow let you know I care that someone's there for your struggle depend on me when you have needs or there's trouble I wanna give you happiness and maybe even more I told you before no time to waste we can look up at the store can you get away they even wrote a song for me called Baby Girl. Of course, that was Aaliyah's nickname. And that song was so much. It was like so much like Pac's song. And it was just like, oh my God. Like, And at that time, I can just look at it as that was the spark. I always had it, but that was that moment when it was sparked. I mean, I had already lost two friends to domestic violence, and then I could have been next. Hundreds of girls die each year in Texas from this. And one of my best friends died on my campus because of this, because she couldn't get away, like Pac said. And and then a lot of times, a lot of girls who are in that situation, they feel like the guy that's trying to get them out is maybe trying to feed on them again just like this man just did and you just really shut a lot of people out and that's what I did but the whole time these were my my brothers and they had my back and it's like just like at the end of the song where they have the dialogue and the singer she's singing and she finally admits like I, I want to get away like and it's that that was that moment that I finally had after listening to that song night after night after night after night and that's what I do now I make sure that girls can get away Called you again. Remember when he told you he was about to bend your man's? You act like you and him, they give him a little trim to begin. Now you think you really gonna pretend like you wasn't down and you called him again. Plus, when you give it up so easy, you ain't even fooling him. If you did it, Lauren Hill, do I? That thing, that thing. And that's exactly what that song is. It's that thing. It's everything as far as what a female artist should represent and aspire to be in the hip-hop community. A lot of people want to give the highest sales in hip-hop for the first week to Nicki, but Lauren clearly sold way more than her. And they want to classify her, oh, she's gospel, she's reggae, she's all this. Nah, Lauren Hill is hip-hop. She is hip-hop. Everything from 
her skin to her eyes to her hair. She embodied a powerful, powerful black woman, a powerful woman and a powerful hip hop general. I mean, I can't even say that she is. Oh, she's like the only only female because there's others. Shouts out to Jean Grey. She's awesome. And it's just like Lauren Hill hearing that song. She served it on a platter. She served that whole CD, the miseducation of Lauren Hill. Talking out your neck, saying you're a Christian. I must slam sleeping with the gin. Now that was the sin that did Jezebel in. Who you gonna tell when the repercussions spent? Showing off your ass because you're thinking it's a trend, girlfriend. Let me break it down for you again. You know I only say it because I'm truly genuine. Don't be a hard rock when you really are a gin, baby girl. Respect is just the minimum. Still defending them now. Lauren is only human. Don't think I haven't been through the same predicament. Let it sit inside your head like a million women in Philly pen. It's silly when girls sell their souls because it's sin. Look at where you be in. Hair weaves like Europeans. Fake nails done by Koreans. Come again. And I can remember back in that point in the 90s where women were on top. And we were able to share the stage with guys. And it's like now... We have to give you a lap dance on stage or something in order for something to be popping. And it's like, that's what I loved about that song was she made it equal. She's like, I'm not only am I going to talk about you girls here first. I know what it is. Don't think I haven't been through the same predicament. But the second verse is dedicated to the man. She made it equal as opposed to a lot of the songs now. It's either all about girl being bad or all about a guy being bad it's never never that equal and she put it on there like hey we're humans and we both have faults and this is how you correct them and let me and let me put you in check and that's what doo-wop was it incorporated that 50 sound that I love that doo-wop that Frankie Lyman feel and she hit it she hit that song she hit that album all on point Dedicated to the man or concerned with his rims and his Tims and his women. Him and his men come in the club like hooligans. Don't care who they offend, Papa Yang. Like you got yeah. Let's stop pretend. The one to pack pissed out by the waistman. Crissed out by the casement. Still the name of this basement. The pretty face man claiming that they did a bit, man. Need to take care of their three and four kids. Been the face in court case when the child supports late. Money taking home breaking. Now you wonder why women hate me. The sneaky silent man. The punk domestic violence man. The quick to shoot the semen. Stop acting like boys and be men. How you gonna win when you ain't right? The more I got into Tupac Shakur, he opened my ears to how much hip-hop is a political influence. It has a political influence, music has a political influence, and a community influence, and a human influence, and it has everything. And so when I first heard it, it was like, whoa, she said that? Like, yo, if you did it then, then you probably fuck again? Like, what? Like, I hear people saying that on the, but she actually put it in the song and it was just like, whoa. She's talking about the men more concerned with his rims and his Tims than his women. I was like, yo, she's, she's bringing this up. And I could too. It let me know that I could never be 
a politician. I, I would much rather be a hip-hop artist and be able to say what I want to say. And that's what she gave me. When I die, fuck it, I want to go to hell. Because I'm a piece of shit, it ain't hard to fucking tell. It don't make sense going to heaven with the goody-goodies dressed in white. I like black Tims and black hoodies. I'd have probably had me on some real strict shit. No sleeping all day, no getting my dick licked. Hanging with the goody goodies, lounging in paradise. Fuck that shit. I wanna tote guns and shoot dice. All my life I've been considered as the worst. Lying to my mother, even stealing out of purse. The first time I attempted uh, suicide, I slipped my wrist. At that time, every best friend I had, literally something happened, they died. And I just felt like I wanna be with them. I, I really need to be with them. My grandmother's up there. She's the one woman that really cared about me. Let me just, let me go back to that. That's what I want. I want to see her. I want to be held in her arms. I want to hear her voice. I want to play with her hair again. That's what I want. I want to be around Trella because she never lied to me. She showed me what a friend was like. I wanted to be around Nancy because we talked every day. We would walk and get something to eat every day in middle school. I wanted to talk to Farron, but Farron died because her heart. And it's like, that's where my friends were. My true friends, not the ones that were being mean or being bullies at school. Uh, none, nobody, no associates. That's who, I, those were my true friends. And I felt like, why is God taking everything that matters away from me? Maybe that's where I need to be. Drugs to extortion. I know my mother wish she got a fucking abortion. She don't even love me like she did when I was younger. Sucking on her chest just to stop my fucking hunger. I wonder if I died, would tears come to her eyes? Forgive me for my disrespect, forgive me for my lies. But maybe mother's eight months, her little sister's two. Who's to blame for both of them? I swear to God, I want to just slip my wrist and end this bullshit. Throw the magnum to my head, threaten the bullshit. And squeeze. I was on the school bus and I was going home and my little boyfriend at the time he saw my wrist and he was just rubbing it like it's okay I got you and he was like Yoli what if your life was a movie is this how you would want it to end and from then on I knew no my story's gonna have a happy ending I'm not gonna be in some tub out of there I can't do that and even after that point I ain't gonna lie when I was in my domestic violence situation a few years later, I tried to do it again. But by this time, I tried to take a whole bunch of pills. And the person that he was so abusive to me, he was the one that got me conscious again. And he was shoving his finger down my throat. I don't know if it was because of guilt, because he would probably have to live with the fact that I took my life because he was taking my life every day with every hit, with every slap, with every tug of my hair, with every pound of my weight gone, all of that. And 
it was just like, even if this person who can do this to me every day and give me a reason not to live, even he wanted me alive. And ever since then, I have my daughter and I have to live for her. I have to live for her and I have to raise her right. And I have to make sure that when I'm gone, that she continues to be that enlightened spirit that will go through. And even if it's just a smile, something to make your day better and know that through the night and you will be reborn and you will get another day tomorrow to start life over again. Every day, every day, every day you get a new day to start over. A lot of times people want to judge you off of something that you have done. But like Malcolm X said, you must judge a man from his life from the beginning all the way to the end. And so that's what I teach her. I teach her that you, every day you have a new day to start over and you have a new day and a new chapter to tell about your life. And what is your story going to be? And, and that's what is important to me is I don't want her to have to break down in tears because of this and this and this happened. I want her to be able to rejoice and to, to be able to say, my mom was there and she showed me what it was to be a wonderful person and I thank her so much. And that's who I do it for and what I do it for. Hey yo, I don't even know you and I hate you See all I know is that my girlfriend used to date you How would you feel if she held you down and raped you? Tried and tried but she never could escape you She was in love and I'd ask her how I mean why? What kind of love from a nigga would black your eye? What kind of love from a nigga every night make you cry? What kind of love from a nigga make you wish he would die? I mean, First of all, I want to talk to all the, the, the all, everyone, all the people and say If you know somebody that's in a situation don't leave them let them know that you'll always be there and that's one thing that I was able to have with Shannon Shandrea and my group they never let me go and as the saying goes it, it takes a village to raise a child and it takes a village to get a woman out of a domestic violence relationship a lot of times we don't have the means I was homeless I was, I, I had my CDs and, and a bag. That's it. That's it. I didn't have anything else. And it's like, where, where am I going to go? I don't want to go back to a shelter. I don't want to feel that again. I don't want to. And my friend came and she actually witnessed him putting his hands on me and she got involved and she called her mom and she came over here and she was just like I've known you Yoli since you were about nine years old and you're too pretty to be going through this shit and I never heard my friend's mama talk to me like that ever and 
it was kind of a wake-up call and by that time I had had my daughter and I realized that that is what's best for her I have to stop the cycle I have to I didn't want her growing up witnessing that I did not want her to fall into an 80% bracket just like I did and either become a victim or a perpetrator I didn't want that to happen to her because she was too precious for anything anything like that to happen or for any harm to come her way I will sacrifice my life my time my dignity before anything like that is, is to happen even though we don't live in the same home and I might have missed your graduation and no matter how many miles I'm away from you you know that I love you hear daddy on every station thinking I'm loving my occupation I know I got you home waiting Desi I do it all for you daughter she is my world she is the reason why I feel like I am okay and I can breathe because she exists and she's my legacy she will be here when I'm gone and she comes from me and like I said, sometimes evil can breed some of the most sweetest things because she is the most sweetest person in my life. And she can't do anything to hurt me. I named her after Aaliyah, A-A-L-I-Y-A-H, the highest, most exalted one to God. And that is what she is to me. She's my Aaliyah. She's my one in a million. Baby, you don't know. a definite change the beat as soon as it came on you just hear crickets and it's like what and and in comes in Tim and Missy which are a big influence and inspiration throughout this whole whole hip-hop process that song itself is your love is a one in a million and it just goes on and on and on. And that is what she meant to me. I can't say how I felt about her because she was a, a special woman. And you can only do that in hip hop only very few times. And she's able to make that and establish that connection with you. Like Pac with his voice, you're able to hear those sounds and what she really meant with Aaliyah nothing was ever forced everything just seemed like it was just so natural and she was just 
such a wonderful woman that when she died, I needed, I still needed something there. And so that's why I named my daughter after her. I'll be able to say her name every day and say, hey, Aaliyah, wake up. Turn me inside out, make my heart beat, need no one else. You're all I need, personality, everything you do, makes me love everything about you. Representing being a woman in the right way. You hear a whole Aaliyah album, and it's real talk. It's real talk. And it's like just the things that she said, her style, the way she was. I mean, I've been listening to her since R. Kelly produced her first album. And it was just growing up with that influence. It just made me the artist that I am today, which I don't just do rap I do both I'm, I'm hip-hop I, I sing and I rap and it's because of all those influences the Tupac's the R. Kelly's the Nas's the Lauren Hill's the Aaliyah's all of that you take that in a pot and you mix it up like Eminem said and this is what you got you got Yoli and I'm, I'm glad that I was able to be born in 86 and be able to grow up with that I, I'm so glad I was able to have that. I'm, I'm so thankful for that and grateful for that. Like it was 1986. Yeah, I'm back, bitch. Big money, so a book of any savage. It was 1986. Yeah, I'm back, bitch. MC 24 crawling through the traffic. It was 1986. Yeah, I'm back, bitch. Rolling clean, hella scream. DJ Dance did it was 1986. Coldest year ever. Mama could've cut me out the womb, but she knew better. DJ That's the thing, a lot of bands nowadays, they're put together, they're made, but our group, we were actually friends. We went to high school, we had history class together, like, it was, it was some real, some real stuff. Like, Timberland and, and Missy growing up together, it was like the same thing with us. We grew up together, Phnom, which is a member of the group. He was just like, you know, Yoli, I believe in what you're about. And the song, a lot of the songs that I would sing, that we would sing at the lunch table, would be the Aaliyah One in the Millions and Did You Ever Think? And it became known like, yeah, these are the people, if you need a happy birthday song sung, this is, this is who's going to do it. Yoli got you. You know what I mean? You want a little rap? You want a little dude singing it for you? We got Phenom. And he was like, I, I, I got you always. And he was like, just always stick around and that's something that I had always done I always stuck around and I felt like because I was a woman I definitely had to work harder than a, a lot of the guys in the group I was a, I was shy I'm not gonna lie there was probably you know in the behind the music they might find a, a little tape of me just standing still like oh my gosh I am so scared right now and then it's me channel channeling that little girl that used to play this with this plastic guitar in front of everybody 
like crazy crazy and it's like now you know I just I developed into such a great artist and I don't think I would have been able to do that had I wouldn't have not had them to grow up with it's my hip-hop family the family that I get to choose due to my my friend being murdered at my campus I got introduced to one of the most beautiful people in my life which is Shannon Sandrea who kind of became like a foster mother to me, as well as to the after school program called The Cypher, which is like the second chapter of the hip hop project out of New York. Shouts out to Kazi. It's giving back to the community and it's also letting kids know that you have an outlet and, and that there's so much more to this world than, than your zip code and your set. It's providing them with that microphone, with that platform to perform and show people that, look, I have a voice too. That's what it's about. That is what it's about. And to go to South Carolina and Columbia, where they have a high, high AIDS rate and HIV, and to have a girl ask me at Eau Claire High School, how did you make it? How did you, I, I heard your song. How did you do this? How I did it is how you hearing it. It's that outlet. And that's what it's all about. It's about taking kids like the, like the Cypher and like the Hip Hop Project and, and putting them on that pedestal and saying, hey, we role models too. Like how many times we have to shout it out and just be like, we represent something. That's why we do what we do because we don't, we don't want kids to grow up like us. Like like Pac said, we can't change it. We don't want that to happen, but we can try. God damn it, I'ma die trying. I'ma die trying. It's not get rich or die trying. It's it's have this social change or I'ma die trying. Can't nobody say that I fell for anything because I stood for something. And hip hop has the power to change all of us. And you'll be looking in my eyes, homie. Stand for something or fall for anything And you working with two left feet at the skating rink But anyway, this for my niggas, uncles 23 hours sending me pictures I want you to know that I'm so determined to blow That you hear the music I wrote Hope it get you off death row You came home to a pocket full of stones A metro PC phone Then you went back in So when I touch the pen The pen is in my view I'ma get it right just so you My group, Public Defenders we have an album out called Drop Jewels. Of course, if you're a hip-hop head, you should know what Drop Jewels means. 50% of the proceeds go back to a Carter Men organization, which is, of course, Building Better Manhood. They go across the United States, and we've worked hand-in-hand -hand with them. We've performed in New Orleans with them, and we've performed as well as in the John Jay College Institute for Criminal Justice. We've also partnered... Uh, at Rutgers University with the NFL Association and Verizon Wireless. We're using pretty much hip-hop for what it was meant to be for. The Cypher, the after-school program, everything that 
I can do to give back with my gift and use it for the right way. Like Pac said, that's what it's all about. And also out of that 50%, I believe a Carter man gets like 20. And then the other 20 goes to, you know, women and children's shelters. So that's, that's where I grew up. That's, that was my home. And yeah, just going across the United States and doing this this album. And even on the back of our album, it has telephone numbers and places that you can definitely reach out to. So yeah, that's what it's about, man. You like the mistake of street nigga for real nigga. The same nigga that killed with you, squeal with you. I like to start it out from the bottom and build with you. Be on my last dollar and split the bill with ya I'm 23 with morals and plans of living cordial Not rich but wealthy There's nothing you can tell me My killings are not remorseful The city got my back and for that I give them my torso You think about it And don't call me lyrical Cause really I'm just a nigga that's evil and spiritual Hip hop matters using big words to make they similes curve. it's a voice Hip hop matters Because it can be all That someone has Hip hop is hip hop and I don't want it to go where it's going. I want it to go where it was. And if we can evolve from that, hip hop will be where it needs to be.